with the entire world knee-deep inside this coronavirus pandemic, every household is feeling the impact from school closings to job losses to lack of resources. Maybe somebody in your family has died or is sick with the virus. It's hard when we're inside the forest to see the trees or even begin to decipher what's really happening. Today, in a random inspiring talk that I did on my back deck in the midst of nature, um, I delve into some scripture to show you that seeking God's perspective in any situation that you face will instantly bring you to a place of peace beyond human understanding, and you'll be able to receive God's instruction for how to walk it out to victory. Come and join me today. Good morning, everybody. This is Chrissy from The Worship Life. I had a few thoughts on my mind this morning that I wanted to record um, and share with you. I came out on my deck, and it's a beautiful morning with the blue, blue sky. And just, I love to sit out here and just ponder and just think. And one of the thoughts that keep coming to my mind, not just today, but here recently and all the events that are going on in our country is the nation of Israel going into Babylonian captivity. Uh, and you can find that story in the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Um, I'm not a scholar or anything like that. I've studied it a little bit. And, you know, Jeremiah prophesied over 40 years regarding the Babylonian captivity. And as he was prophesying, the nation of Israel, in a nutshell, just could not accept that this was God's will for them. God had been, through the prophet Jeremiah, telling his people that they needed to repent. And over the years and he would speak to leaders and kings and nobody would nobody would adhere to what he was saying as a matter of fact false prophets rose up and began to prophesy the um, just the uh, the prosperity of the nation and everything and all the while God was telling Jeremiah tell my people that they're going into captivity um, if they don't repent after a period of time the prophecy was no longer, if you don't repent, it was, this is coming. It was, the captivity is coming. The Lord had already um, turned the hearts of Nebuchadnezzar and all those. You can read it in the Bible that, you know, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it however he desires. I don't know exactly where that scripture is. But we need to understand that leadership, no matter what the outcome is, um, God has placed people in leadership. And he said that in, in uh, the New Testament. So all that aside, there came a time period where there was no longer an opportunity for repentance, but that the captivity was coming. And so Jeremiah began to prophesy to the leaders, hey, this is, this is what's going to happen. I mean, super detailed of what it was going to look like in the, in the nation of Israel 
when the captivity began to happen, that the whole nation, the city was going to be utterly destroyed and there was going to be nothing left. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to go into captivity. And it became an instruction of the Lord for that time of captivity. He said, Jeremiah, this is what I want you to tell my people and let them know that if they adhere, if they surrender to this captivity, it will go well with them. Now you can imagine the leaders of the nation of Israel, they're God's people and they're saying, no way, this is not God's plan. There's no way that God would plan this for us and we're not listening to this and bless God, we're the, we're the blessed nation and we're blessed coming in and blessed going out and on and on and on. They could not accept that the Babylonian captivity was the will of God. Initially, uh, whether it was initially, I don't know, but they had a period of time to repent and to, to make things right. And they just refused. They just became hard-hearted. They became stiff-necked. And being God's people, they refused to believe that this could be the plan of God for them. I think uh, if you've ever seen the, the movie Jeremiah, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, he was prophesying to them, pleading with them by the Spirit of God, saying, if you will bow to this captivity and do all that I tell you to do, your life will be spared. It will be well with you. This is the scripture that we get uh, in Jeremiah where God talks about, you know, go into the city, give your sons and daughters in marriage, you know, build, plant, pray for the prosperity of the city because they were in it. So in the midst of that captivity, they, those that would accept that this was God's will, began to pray and began to uh, plant and began to sow, began to do what the Lord had told them to do. But so many others, they were stiff-necked saying, oh, this couldn't possibly be so. And even at the time that they went into captivity, the king and his sons were, uh, you know, his sons were killed and, and uh, he was punished because his pride, he could not imagine that this turn of events was God's will. And that's where I want to plant this morning. Um, I am not a scholar. I am not a Bible teacher. I just look at the Word of God and I allow God to speak to me. And, and this is what's been on my heart lately is that um, we know that the state that our union is in right now was not of our choosing. It's not something that we did. So many people are out there saying, oh, this is God's punishment. This is that. This is that. This is that. Look, we are assessing whether this is God or not, based on our human capacity to reason things. But the Bible says that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So many times we assess a situation in our natural reasoning. And as people of God, our first line of, uh, not defense, but offense in any given situation should be, God, what, what, what's going on? I know that I've learned over the years now for a long time, I kicked and screamed. I mean, kicked and screamed when things came into my life that I thought this is not God and I'm going to rebuke this and I'm going to fight against this. And I've learned uh, as I've grown older 
to very first and it doesn't I don't always do it <laughs> but I'm more quick to do it now than I was 10 years ago and that is Lord help me to see this what's happening from your perspective what is your perspective God what's going on here God is God he is the Almighty he is sovereign over the universe he pulls down and plucks up and he raises up uh, you can read this in your word um, and he's given us the authority in the earth to handle things like Jesus would handle things well one of the things that we have to understand is anytime Jesus handled anything he said I don't say anything I don't hear my father say and I don't do anything I don't see my father do so somewhere in there Jesus had to look to his father and say father what did what are your thoughts about this situation how do you see this situation and I want to really just encourage you not to be super quick to assess something before you go to God and say God what's really going on here what's really going on with this coronavirus thing what's really going on in our political realm and our political thing what's really going on in this economic uh, crisis God what's really going on because what I want to do is partner with God in everything that happens whether it's happening to me whether it's happening in my nation um, God how can I partner with you to walk through this situation like you would walk through this situation and I want to go to a piece of scripture that um, I've been looking at here lately in Matthew 10 Jesus is talking in this particular scripture about um, what it's gonna look like when he sends out his disciples um, what life is gonna be like for them and he's telling them you know don't take uh, don't take money um, go to the lost sheep of Israel preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead and cast out demons uh, he said don't take anything with you for a worker is worthy of his food whatever city you go in see who's worthy whoever's not worthy kick the dust off your ground and keep on moving so he's instructing them how to navigate this time of sending that he's sending them out I'm sending you a sheep among wolves he tells them I'm sending you out among the wolves I want you to be wise as serpents and harmless as dove of doves beware because men will scourge you they'll bring you before the kings and the governments they'll deliver you up they'll speak all manner of evil against you and don't worry in that moment what you'll say to them because it will be given you in that hour what you should speak this is so amazing to me because Jesus is instructing his disciples he's saying this is what you're going to run into and this is how I want you to navigate it how much more important it is for us in these days to hear the instruction of Jesus to hear the instruction of the Holy Spirit and how to navigate these times so he's giving them instructions he's saying you know your own family is going to deliver you up you're going to be hated but whoever endures shall be saved he said if you're persecuted in one city run to the next city I what I love about this is that Jesus loves his disciples and he's giving them instruction uh, he said hey you're not above me whatever I'm going through this is what you're going to go through if they called me the devil how much more are they going to call you the devil um, he says don't fear them do not fear them 
And then he goes on to say, whatever you hear in the dark, speak in the light. And I feel like that's what I'm doing now. Don't fear those who can kill the body, uh, but rather feel, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Now, here's where I want to get to. He goes on to tell this parable. Uh, it's not really a parable, but he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Do not fear, therefore, are you not more valuable than sparrows. And he goes on to say the rest of this is talking about confessing him before men. I want to stay here in this, uh, you know, not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from your father's will. So many times we've read that scripture, and I really want to dig deep into this, what Jesus is saying here. Um, and again, this is not, thus saith the Lord. I'm not a scholar. This is what I'm understanding uh, by this scripture. And a lot of times we quote that scripture and it says, you know, not one of them falls, falls to the ground apart from God's, you know, sight. He knows, he sees. And, and I think that's true. But this scripture says, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. When Jesus began to be moving into the hour of his death and the hour of his suffering, he told the disciples many times that he was going to be killed. And of course, we know that infamous story of Peter saying, God forbid, and Jesus telling him, get behind me, Satan. Right away, when Jesus began to tell them of events that was going to happen, right away, they were contrary to it. Right away, their human reasoning was, God forbid, no way, this should not happen to you. You're the king of the universe. You're God Almighty. You are the son of the living God. How in the world are they going to kill you? Again, their human mind began to assess the situation. And they said, this cannot possibly be God's will. This cannot possibly be God's will for you. But Jesus knew, and we know um, from studies that we've done, and we know now in hindsight that it was the Father's will. The, the, um, the book of Isaiah chapter 53 talks about it was the Father's joy to pierce Jesus. It was the Father's will that Jesus would die. And so many times we run into situations that we look at uh, and we think this cannot possibly be God's will. And when I say God's will, I don't mean that um, he's sitting up in heaven and just clapping his hands going, oh, I'm just going to pour out disaster on everybody. Oh, it's my will. And I'm just having such a great time. What I'm saying is God has a will and God has a uh, timeline. God has a will. And what this scripture is saying, not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. In other words, if that sparrow falls, it was in God's will that it would do that. If that sparrow falls to the ground, number one, I see it. And number two, it's quite possibly I, that was my will for that sparrow. Now, I know this is not popular. <clears throat> And y'all might just shut me off right now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm not saying coronavirus was God's will. I'm not saying any of it was God's will. All I'm saying is, as people of God, we have to stand still in the moment of these types of things and inquire of God. 
inquire of God. Lord, what does this mean? And what do I need to do in the midst of it? How do I need to speak people? speak to people. How do I need to encourage people? We had a prayer service uh, at our church yesterday morning and one of the one of the pastor's wives got up and began to speak comfort over those who had lost loved ones, not only to the coronavirus, but to just normal everyday um, things. Maybe they were old and they passed away or there was a tragedy. And right away you could sense the heart of God for those that were grieving. It's even if something is God's will, it doesn't mean that he's without compassion. I mean, look at Jesus and what he went through and what he suffered. The father was full of compassion. And even in the midst of Israel getting, um, getting, uh, pulled away into captivity, God's compassion was there. God's instruction was there via the, the, the prophet Jeremiah. He said, here, the, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go into, um, I want you to go into these cities and I want you to, um, I want you to, to have children. I want you to, uh, let those people, uh, be married. But let me, let me take you to Jeremiah, um, to Jeremiah 29 11 it's got that famous scripture in it um, of I know the thoughts that I have for you thoughts of good and not of evil but I want to take you up to the very top of that in Jeremiah um, 29 verse 1 now these are the letters that Jeremiah sent to the captives now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Uh, and then he goes on to say, you know, what uh, this was the, the time of Je- Jeconiah, the king, the queen, mother, and eunuchs. Um, the letter was sent by the hand of El- Elasa, the son of all these other people that I can't pronounce right now. <laughs> um, and here is what the letter says. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Let me read that again. Whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. And here is God's instruction. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished. God does not want us to be diminished during this time. And seek the peace of the city where I've caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you nor listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name, I have not sent them. And see, the amazing thing about this is people started to think that they knew what God's thoughts and God's business was. Well, this surely cannot be God, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to kick and scream the whole time I'm in captivity. I'm not going to, uh, plant anything here because this is a pagan country and I'm not going to do anything. You know, 
that's not God's instruction. And so many times we start to, we believe that we know what God's intentions are in any given situation by our human reasoning. And thus in chapter 10, for thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. We don't know how long this coronavirus quarantine is going to last. We don't know from one day to another what it is. But here's what we do know. That after those days are completed, whatever they are, and only God knows what they are. Really, only God knows what they are. I don't care what any politician says or whatever. Only God knows the number of days that we're going to be in this. But he said, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. And here's the infamous scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart and I will be found by you, says the Lord. And that's what so many are doing right now. The Lord is bringing people back to his heart and causing us to seek his face. And then he says, I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you. Hello, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. Uh, therefore, thus says the Lord concerning all the people who dwell in the city and their brethren who have gone out into captivity. Uh, he talks about, I will deliver them uh, to trouble, meaning all the people that had oppressed them. I will deliver them to trouble because they have not heeded my words. And I sent my prophets my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, uh, neither would you heed. See, the Lord is saying, look, early on, I sent my prophets to you, and you would not heal, heed them. But he says, I'm going to bring you back from your captivity. I'm going to bring you and visit you and bring you into a place. And why do I share this with you? I share it with you, number one, because um, I just feel like I need to. And number two, because... As God's people, it's so vital, not just to our survival, it's so vital to our peace, it's so vital to our prosperity, that we learn and understand to assess situations according to God's will and God's wisdom, not our own human reasoning. Let me say that again. It's vital to our peace to our prosperity, to our mental health, <laughs> hello, that we assess and seek the Lord about His view and His perspective on all these things and not via our own human reasoning. And so I want to encourage you today, if you are looking at these situations that are going on and you're thinking, man, you know, you have, you have all kinds of anxiety, you have all kinds of stress, and those things are normal for human beings. And I think it helps us feel better when we talk things out, when we sit and just gab about, you know, well, this is the news story I heard and that it's a lot of time that's our processing of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's important, however, that once we really lock into God's perspective, on any given situation that we stay true to that no matter what comes once we've heard and understood God's perspective 
we stay true to that and it will give us peace it will give us prosperity I really challenge you today if you're without a job I really challenge you to seek the Lord and ask him to show you his perspective on this turn of events in your life personally in your family personally we know that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy that's his mo that's a given we know this one of the things that we cannot do in any given situation because we might miss some very vital uh, uh, truth is that we can't always assume right away that boy this is that big bad old devil coming to steal kill and destroy we have to lean into God we have to look at God's perspective I can imagine and this is my last thought think of Jesus and we can look at his situation in hindsight but he didn't look at his situation in hindsight we don't know how long before he was crucified he knew that that was what was gonna happen he grew up as a boy he grew up as a young man he grew up in the same ways tempted in the same ways that we are the Bible says yet without sin so in order for him to be truly tempted he had to be truly human did he know he was going to the cross ahead of time far ahead of time I don't know but when he knew that it was the father's will and it was time he locked in to that will and that perspective and that's where he stayed he stayed connected to that perspective no matter what was going on when they took him and they flogged him I can only imagine what his mind was saying and how he was brought back by the Holy Spirit to that perspective of God this is for the salvation of the nations we don't know what was going on in his mind because it's not recorded but let's just imagine it how many times in all that time from the time he was arrested to the time he rose from the grave did he have to continue to remember God's perspective that he had to continue to remember this is the will of the father this is the will of the father amid all the shouts of all oh, this couldn't possibly be the will of father blah 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 and so too we'll have to do the same thing get God's perspective seek the Lord while he may be found seek him at his strength the Bible says and he will open our eyes the eyes of our understanding we are not living in normal days right now and I know everybody's talking about returning to normal you know I don't know if I want to return to normal I don't I don't mean that in the context of being uh, quarantined I'm saying I don't want to be normal after this I who who's gonna be normal after all this our country is not gonna be normal our country is going to be stronger we're gonna be stronger we're gonna be better we're going to be more equipped I believe that with all of my heart that this time that's happening is for the strengthening of God's people for the awakening of God's people for the uh, compassion of God's people on this earth and I just want to encourage you get and keep God's perspective on this situation amen I appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear your comments if you've got anything that um, you want to say in regard to this or anything that you want to share I would love to hear your comments and uh, just your perspective and what God is showing you I would love to hear what is God showing you about this time have a blessed day see you next time